The South Congress podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. Practice till you drop. Dead. When Jerry finds a dusty old piano in the attic of his new house, his parents offer to pay for lessons. At first, taking piano lessons seems like a cool idea. But there's something creepy about Jerry's piano teacher, Dr. Shriek. Something really creepy. Something Jerry can't quite put his finger on. Then Jerry hears the stories. Terrifying stories. And the students at Dr. Shriek's school. Students who went in for a lesson and never came out. Piano lessons can be murder on this week's episode of The Goose Down. So, Piano Lessons Can Be Murder, book 13 in the Goosebumps series. Um, I want to welcome back for most, welcome for the first time for some, to the Goose Down. Uh, my name is Cameron Hawkins. I'm the host of the South Congress podcast, contributor with the uh, Pro Wrestling Torch. I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. Um, what I've been doing through now 13 episodes is reviewing each of the books in R.L. Stein's classic Goosebumps series, um, you know, kind of give an adult look at books I read, you know, 20, 25 years ago um, and really to see what sticks out, to see what themes I can still kind of identify with, um, to see what would be new ideas to me and how I process things, not necessarily from, you know, the protagonist standpoint, not the main character standpoint, but, you know, the adults as well. Um, I, I think really what this has taught me so far is that, you know, adults are just absolutely terrible untrustworthy devious people and the more we listen to them the worse our lives get i'm joking kind of so um this is kind of a departure from the rest of the stories in that it tries to tell kind of more than one story at once um it's a ghost story but it's also like really heavy sci-fi um so it kind of merges those two worlds together um, you know what I appreciated most about this book? I absolutely love the protagonist, um, and not just because of his name. Uh, so we follow Jerry Hawkins, um, a kid who is new in town, which is a common theme for these books. It's a lot of moving and adjusting to new surroundings and new houses. And they actually kind of play that up um, as we get into the book when he eventually has to see a psychiatrist. Uh, but uh, sticking with Jerry, um, he is very fond of himself and what i mean is he thinks that he's 
hilarious. And he's always cracking jokes and teasing his parents. Um, just a very silly kid. Uh, really thoughtful. Seems really fun to be around. And everything just excites him and interests him. Like he's a really upbeat kid. And we don't always get that from these protagonists. Um, even when no one's around, like he finds ways to to have fun. Like Jerry was a really fun character to follow. So um, basically, move from small house in town to this large old house in a new town. Um, and as they're moving in, as they're sorting through stuff, he realizes that you know room after room. Um, He's finding new places way bigger than his old house, and he finds that they have an attic. He goes to the attic, um, and he actually kind of goes in with his dad, so it's not immediately like this scary exploration. He finds a piano, and the piano seems to be like in, you know, pristine condition. You hit the keys. It works just fine. Um, So they get settled in. He goes to sleep that night, and he hears the piano playing noise. Um, goes to investigate it, doesn't see anybody playing it. Um, he tells his dad, he's like, dad, like I'm hearing music. And his dad thinks it's another one of his jokes, kind of a cool relationship that they have. Like Jerry does like these not heavy handed, but you know, jokes that you could see easily annoying a parent. And he just kind of goes right along with it, kind of understands that it's his son's sense of humor and just kind of rocks with it. Um, very encouraging parent in that aspect. So, yeah, he thinks it's a joke, doesn't really understand. Um, And as they're talking, like, it seems like, well, they do say his dad is a, um, has a degree in psychology, has a, you know, a bachelor's in psychology. And so whenever Jerry kind of does one of these things you might deem weird or annoying or out of order, his dad finds a way to kind of foster and facilitate and encourage that behavior. So when Jerry talks about the piano making noise, his dad's like, hey. How about we move the piano from the attic to the living room and we sign you up for lessons? And Jerry's like, hey, well, I think that's a great idea. So they look in the newspaper back when you used to have to find things in the newspaper. And his dad finds one ad for one school. And it's the Shriek School, spelled S-H-R-E-E-K. And he calls the number and Dr. Shriek, the head of the school, Ends up coming by the house, introduces himself. Um, He describes him as almost like looking like Santa Claus, but with no beard, just a mustache. Um, Very lively for his size, Um, being like uh, a heavyset man is something that Jerry acknowledges that ends up playing into the story a bit later. Um, So he notices that as they talk, Dr. Shriek. While friendly, seems to really obsess over Jerry's hands. He's like, what wonderful hands, what excellent hands. Just left and right, says that a whole lot. Um, he ends up coming by for that day. Uh, before he leaves, again, he compliments his hands. And he says, I'll be back by here for a few lessons. And then, if this is something that works out, then you can come to my school. It's at this point where Jerry actually hears the piano playing itself again. Um, he tells his parents, and they start to get nervous. Jerry, being like a 12-year-old kid, kind of deduces that, hey, I guess the piano's haunted. His dad says, like, it's probably just the stress of the move bothering him, you know, making him think that he's hearing things that he's not hearing. Um, So they don't really address it in the moment. But again, remember, his dad's has a degree in psychology, so he's probably, like, processing all this stuff in the background of the story. 
Um, the next day at school, Jerry meets a girl named Kim. And this is the first time in this book series that we concretely have a character of color. Her name's um, Kim Lee Chin. Um, so she's, you know, of some type of, I assume, Southeast Asian descent. Um, they do comment that she has like straight long black hair to kind of add to the fact that um, it's probably her heritage. I think it's cool that they acknowledge that he finds her good looking. Um, like they, they acknowledge there could be an attraction between these kids of different heritages. Um, they get to talking and, you know, the kids small talk normally. Um, they have two classes together, Jerry tells her. And she's like, hey, I actually live right across the street from you. So um, you can tell that they're going to revisit that relationship. Um, she tells him that she actually takes violin lessons. And he lets her know that he's taking class with Dr. Shriek. She immediately walks away from him when he says this. So clearly, like, there's not just his suspicions about, you know, Dr. Shriek, like, being eccentric, clearly there's some type of story, like, in the background about him. So, Jerry goes home, hears the piano playing again, and this time, he finally sees who's playing it. It's a young girl's, or a young woman's ghost. Um, and she comes out, like, out of, like, a gray mist. Uh, she's gray everywhere, all of her features are gray, like, you know, a ghost. Like, when they said that, I thought of how, uh, Bill Pullman looked in the Casper movie as Christina Ricci's dad once he died. So, yeah. But probably a bit less cartoonish. So, Jerry is scared, but, like, he just has this, you know, even when he's scared, he kind of has a never-say-die attitude, like a very curious kid. So, he asks the ghost who she is. She looks up from the piano and her face actually melts away to like just the skull. And she tells him, this is my house. Stay away from my piano. At this point, he's shook. Um, his parents come running into the room when they get there, of course, because this is a ghost story starring a kid. The ghost is gone. And, you know, they tell him it's going to be OK. Like, again, the parents like are not um, dismissing what he's saying in the sense of like this is just jokes at this point. Um, his mom suggests that. They book him an appointment with a psychiatrist. So the next morning, uh, Dr. Shriek comes by again for an appointment and he's happy with Jerry's progress so far. He tells him he's progressing well with his lessons. He relays to Jerry's mom um, that he does want to continue their lessons at his school on Fridays. Um, after this, Jerry does go see the psychiatrist and like, he tells the psychiatrist the story. And, you know, one thing he does acknowledge it's not a psychiatrist like you see in the movies. There's not the long couch to lay on. Um, the psychiatrist is pretty young, just has like two chairs and doesn't seem to be judging him as they talk. He's just, you know, having a conversation. And he tells him, he's like, you know, at a young age, moving to a new town, like we can foster these ideas that things we're seeing um, aren't re things that aren't really there are what we see. Things that aren't really being, you know, played or sounds being made, we might convince ourselves that we hear them. And it's not weird, just, you know, something to process. And Jerry is so annoyed at this point because he's like, no, I'm really seeing a ghost. Like, don't play me like this. Like, I'm, there's really a ghost there. So when he gets to the Shriek School on the next Friday, uh, it's across town, so his mom has to drop him off. Um, 
you know, it's a huge school that he notices, um, more like an old mansion. Um, as he's going through the halls, he notices that he sees instructors like in a whole bunch of rooms directing the music. He hears music playing through every room. And, you know, as he's wandering and gets lost, he sees like a monster coming at him and he's shook. How about it was like a big sweeping machine with a face on it that was made by the school's janitor named Mr. Toggle. And of course, um, well, you'll understand why his name is probably Mr. Toggle a bit later. Um, Dr. Shriek lets him know, or later is right now, that he's a mechanical genius. Um, so, you know, Toggle switches back and forth mechanics engineering um you know that's where the name kind of comes from and i guess you know shriek is some type of play on music and sound but whatever so he tells him that he's a mechanical genius and that he's going to see various machines all through the school that he's made um he leads him to the rehearsal room and on the way he hears a piano just playing and playing and playing um so you know they do the lesson lesson goes fine when he's leaving the school, he runs into Mr. Toggle again, who tells him he'll show him um, a bunch of the event, uh, a bunch of his inventions when he comes by next time for his lesson. When he returns, he sees all kinds of stuff that he's made. Dude has um, a saxophone that you can play just by uh Putting your fingers on the different holes. Um, you actually don't even have to blow to it because of how he makes the air kind of cycle through the system. He has um, like a hat that you can wear that'll play the flute just based on you raising your eyebrows, like all kinds of things that function a lot better in a book than ever would kind of function um, on a TV version. They did a TV version and I'll touch on that a little bit. But yeah, stuff that like sounds like really cool ideas. Um, and he seems to be, Mr. Toggle himself, really musically inclined. It's like, you're the gender. Why are you creating stuff for music? Um, while he's in the workshop, he starts to hear cries for help. Um, and he's like, Mr. Toggle, do you hear that? He's like, oh, no, it's just some faulty equipment. And then Mr. Toggle kind of presses him, um, you know, kind of gives him the look. And he's like, well, there's nothing I can do, so I'll leave. Um, so he leaves the school, you know, no harm, no foul. Jerry actually runs into Kim again. And, you know, ask her flat out, like, why did you run away from the school? And she's like, yo, I've heard stories about that school. Um, just, you know, people have said there are monsters who roam the halls. And he's like, oh, that's actually a machine. Like, I literally saw the machine. They explained it to me. And he's like, well, or she says, well, there's kids who have gone to that school that have never come out of the school. Um, you know, he doesn't buy it, even though he's also like seen a ghost, <laughs> but he doesn't buy it. Um, but then he's like, you know what? I've never actually seen any of the students, only the instructors, but I've heard the music and they seem to be directing somebody in the room. So, you know, it's got to be what it is. Um, that's when he tells Kim about the ghost that he's seen. And she laughs. She's like, yeah, there's no ghost story. Um, so when she leaves, because um, she's actually uh, came over to his house. When she leaves, the ghost comes back and he, he's like, no. All these stories that she's talking about are true. Kids are really dying out there. Stay away from the school. The ghost tells him. He looks at her and realizes that as he's been, you know, seeing a ghost, as he's been frightened about a ghost, as she's been playing the piano, she doesn't have any hands. And he yells for his parents. Um, and he tells him straight, yo, I don't want to go to that school anymore. Like, he's scared straight at this point. Um, 
plays it as safe as any kid has played anything in this book series so far. Yo, I don't want to go back to the school. Get rid of the piano. And they say, you know what? Okay, cool. But what are parents crazy about? Being a stand-up person, having respect for adults, you know, all that stuff that um, even being a stand-up person is good. Respect for adults is dumb and overrated and will lead to all kinds of heartache and sadness. But um, they say you got to go to the school so you can tell him that you're going to properly quit. And it's it's messed up because they make him go to the school to say that he's going to quit, but they tell them that he can lie about the reason he doesn't want to go back. <laughs> they tell him he can say that he has to focus on school. So he goes to the school and he tells Dr. Shriek, hey, I'm quitting. I'm not doing this anymore. Dr. Shriek goes nuts. He's like, no, you can't do that. You can't leave. I need your hands. He's like, yo, why do you keep talking about my hands? And then Jerry starts to piece it together. Um, he starts to chase Jerry through the school. And what Jerry can't figure out is, yo, like, I'm a 12-year-old kid, like, in good shape. I'm a 12-year-old kid, explore the world, climb trees, and do all that kind of stuff. Shape, how is this overweight old man keeping up with me as I'm running from him? Um, he chases him across the school into a recital hall. Jerry goes into the recital hall, and he sees floating hands playing all the different pianos. Um, Dr. Shriek catches up to him and he grabs him. Then he sees Mr. Toggle and he's like, Mr. Toggle, you have to help me. And Mr. Toggle goes to the wall and hits a button and it shuts off Dr. Shriek. So it turns out Dr. Shriek was a robot of Mr. Or of Mr. Toggle's the whole time. That explains why he can move the way that he moves. So um, as Jerry tries to leave, Mr. Toggle stops him and he's like, I still need your hands. And then he explains like he's so into music. He wanted to make music that was free of human error. But machine hands don't have the same effect as human hands. So what he does is he takes real hands, um, adds technology to them so that they can play perfect music. They never explain the science of this or come close to it. So you just kind of have to go with it. Um, so Jerry tries to leave. Um, and as he's trying to get away, the ghost from his house shows up. She tells you, like, yo, I tried to warn you not to come back to the school. Um, but for whatever reason this time, whether it was the fact that they shared a home, whether she'd had enough of it, uh, didn't want to see another kid get hurt. She's able to summon all the other spirits who whose hands were lost to this school. They all grab Mr. Toggle and they take him away to the woods or some unknown place. And that's kind of the end of the action of the story. Um, some months go by, you know, we get him to regular life. There's no piano. Now he's on the baseball team. Um, he, and they end the story kind of cute with him saying, you know, I'm not very good at batting, but I'm really good in the field. Everybody says I have great hands, um, but it's not in a freaky way. It's not like a coach is looking at him and thinking about taking his hands and, you know, I don't know, making a, a five tool player or anything like that. It just kind of ends like that. So, yeah, this is um, the first time like I'll say it. Like This is not a good book. <laughs> it's not, um, which is weird because the protagonist is really fun to follow. Like him interacting with his world is really cool, but 
it wasn't particularly scary. You never felt like there were any real stakes. Like there was no dread, um, a real departure from what they've done. Um, and, and yeah, I think the thing is adults, even though they have to get it done in like 60, 70 pages every time, I thought the parents' progression from he's telling jokes to, oh, we need to keep an eye on this too. Maybe he should talk to somebody. I thought it was fairly natural. Like they, there was pretty good parenting going on aside from you can quit this, but you have to lie about the reason you're doing it. Like it was, it was pretty good. These are probably the best parents in the uh like in the story so far who weren't you know totally lost or totally aloof to situations um so yeah that was pretty cool again i thought jerry was cool i thought that having i mean seemingly the protagonist or the main antagonist being like a robot that you didn't know was a robot but it kind of being somebody in the background behind the scenes I thought that was okay this is one of the stories where the visual plays a bit better to what they were trying to do, even though I didn't like the way they executed the TV episode. Like, it's more like a relationship, an actual relationship between the janitor and the ghost. Um, they kind of went crazy with that. But I did like the personality that they attributed to Mr. Toggle. Like, I thought he was more of an eccentric shut-in background character. And it played up this idea of him kind of being this, you know, uh, idiot savant, for lack of a better way of saying it. So, yeah, not not the best story at all, um, even though the characters in it were pretty good. It didn't give them a lot to do. Like, the real action of the story probably takes place over 12, maybe 13 pages toward the end of the story. Like, there's not a lot going on. There's a lot of character building, but we don't have a lot of interaction with the world other than his relationship with a ghost in his house sometimes and him kind of starting lessons sometimes and then talking to this girl two times. So, yeah, um, kind of a letdown. Um, I thought it tried to do way too much in a short period of time when you have 70 pages to work with. I think you can space that out a bit better. Um so last week's book was Be Careful What You Wish For, really fun read. Next week, The Werewolf of Fever Swamp. Um, one of the stories I remember being good, um, one of my favorite covers of uh, of artwork of the original series. So yeah, um, thanks for joining me this week on The Goose Down. Um, really cool week for the show. Uh, Monday, we did South Congress 75. I was able to get up with my buddies from San Antonio who I haven't seen in months, kind of all got together, hotel room, um, some drinks, some a cake that my mother made because it was one of the guy's birthdays. Um, so that was really good. Did that Monday. Of course, today, uh, the goose down tomorrow, episode three of I Just Want to Tell Stories. Joe interviews uh, Marcus, one of my favorite episodes of the 10 that we did. Just uh a real interesting, talented, multifaceted guy. Um, and then we'll have the video treatment for that on Friday. Um, looking for something special maybe this weekend um, that's a bit more on my wrestling-related side. And um, if you're a fan of pro wrestling, on Monday night, I did the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show after the Monday Night Raw after SummerSlam. Um, took calls, did emails, um, compared my... PWI that I went to in college to Wade's family reunion. So a lot of fun there. But yeah, um, the goose down covering 
every book in R.L. Stein's classic Goosebumps series. This was episode 13, Piano Lessons Can Be Murder. Thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week. Take care. Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comic, show, or movie discuss? Supporting the South Congress podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show. 